Hello, lovely writer. It's Steph, and welcome to episode 43 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so thrilled you're here uh, to learn all about your writing journey, your publishing journey. If you've been here from the beginning, my goodness, I have so much gratitude and thanks to you because it's just made this whole podcasting adventure so much more exciting because you have been here with me. I'm a multi-published author and a writing coach and I'm on a mission to take the overwhelm, the confusion and the frustration out of the writing process and give you the confidence and knowledge to pursue your writing goals, whatever they may be. I'm also all about getting more female writers out into the non-fiction space because historically it has been very male dominated and I would like more female writers sharing their expertise and writing business boosting books in their niche and showing the world what they're made of. So if you are here for that, then I salute you and I welcome you. And there's so much space for us all, my love. So do not think that you're going to be in a crowded arena. There's so much space for all of us. If you want to get more support from me, head on over to Substack, where you can subscribe to my free weekly newsletter, which is called The Right Stuff, all about writing and publishing. And if you're feeling so inclined, you can become a paid subscriber for as little as a cup of coffee a month in London. Anyway, if you're elsewhere in the UK, it may be more like a couple of coffees a month. Uh, but the less about, said that about that, the better. Um, uh, so if you are happy to become a paid subscriber, I am going to be doing some exclusive podcast episodes for paid subscribers over this year and potentially some masterclasses. So keep your eyes, ears peeled. Um, you can find me at stephcaswell.substack.com. You can also buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, on my website. Hooray! It's not just on Amazon anymore. You can get it direct from me. And it's for you if you're thinking of writing a nonfiction book to grow your business, but you just don't know how to do it. It takes you all the way through from idea to publication. You can find it at stephcaswell.com forward slash shop. You can also, as I said, find it on Amazon. You can find the links to Substack and my book in the show notes. And if you want to find out more about working with me, go to stephcaswell.com. Now I've said that, let us dive into today's episode, which is all about writing a book proposal. What is a book proposal? You may be asking. You may be wondering why it's even relevant. It is very relevant, particularly if you are going down the traditional publishing route. In order to secure a book deal, you need a book proposal because unlike the world of novels and fiction, your book proposal is what gets you a book deal. It isn't the finished book. Actually, you don't even need to have written the book yet, which is the very large difference between that and the fiction world. If you have a concept for a book, an idea, and you're interested in a publisher helping you to bring that idea to life, then a book proposal is absolutely essential. They will not do it without one. They want to know the concept, they want to know the idea, and they want to know all the other stuff, like how you're gonna market it, etc., etc. which is what we're gonna cover today in this rather in-depth proposal episode. However, if you are self-publishing, this is just as relevant for you because it really can help you hone your idea, bring everything together into a very useful document that you can then refer back to during the writing process and beyond when it comes to launching and marketing your book. So don't switch off if you're self-publishing. This is as relevant for you because it's such a great process to go through before you start writing your book. 
I'm going to take you today through those stages of a book proposal so that you can start thinking about how you might put one together for you. And I'm going to talk about the fact that lots of publishers will have their own templates or submission guidelines. So whereas this is more of a generic, this is what tends to be in most book proposal concepts or most book proposal templates, this is not the definitive guide because I can't do that because book publishers, if you go on their website, small publishers, I'm not talking about the big five because you can't get, uh, you can't just give them your manuscript like that. But if you're going small to mid-level publishers, they will have submission guidelines. And the majority of what I tell you on this episode will be in whatever the guidelines are that they have, but it's not a precise science because everyone has a slightly different approach. And I will come on to what the, the similarities and differences are as we go through the episode. So just as I say, this is the key, these are the key things you're going to need, but it might need you to adapt it depending on the publisher that you approach. The first section of a book proposal tends to be the overview. And the purpose of this is that it's a high level, almost umbrella view of your book. And it's what you're pitching. You need to be able to summarize your book into this overview. And it's quite tricky because you have to get a right, the right balance, basically. You don't want to focus too much on the book's content and explain loads about what's in the book, but you also have to give them enough of a flavour, a publisher, enough of a flavour to understand what the book's about and why you're writing it. So the, a good way to start is to try and think about what problem your book is going to be solving. What's the problem in the industry that you're going to be writing for? Is it something that is very recent or is it something that's been growing for a while and change is needed and your book is going to provide some of that change? Is it that, you know, you're, you've noticed certain things have been happening and you want to be able to help people in this new age of this particular niche? So let me give you an example. A lady that I've been working with, she's writing a book around leadership and she has noticed the difference between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic workplaces and how leaders are now having to, to evolve their practices and to learn how the best way is to lead people in the workplace post-pandemic. So her book is really about the before and after. And of course, there you go, there's a practical example. Now, you don't have to have something as massive as the pandemic to, to be talking about, but is it that there's a shift in something and your book is able to highlight that and then talk to the solutions to those challenges or to those changes that are coming. You really want to show how your book explores new ideas and new research. You cannot expect a publisher to publish something where you're just going over old ground stuff that people have written about for eons. Just they're not going to be interested. It has to be a new perspective. And what I think is a great example of this, and I do talk about Atomic Habits a lot, also Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, um, that it took the idea of habit creation and flipped it on its head. And it comes back to, I did talk about this and I will link to it in the show notes. I talked about this really great article I read on LinkedIn about the switch and dial analogy, how your book needs to flick a switch for the reader. It doesn't just need to turn the dial up or down on something. It needs to be a switch flicker. It can't just be something where people get a little bit more knowledge on something. Publishers are not interested. They want something that is so new and exciting. So you've got to bear that in mind. Having said that, it's really 
common sense, shall we say, to write your overview last. I talk about writing introductions last. Write your overview last because then you'll know roughly once you've done the rest of your book proposal, coming back to the overview will make it easier. Do not start with the overview if you can help it. You might want to jot some notes down, but try not to start with it. Write the rest of the proposal first, come back to the overview. Your next section is about the author. And this is a great way for you to demonstrate why you are the perfect person to write this book at this time. It's not about, like you, I'm sure you would know, you wouldn't be talking about anything that isn't relevant. You want everything that you say in the about the author section to really showcase why you are the person to write this book, why nobody else can write it in the same way that you can. Don't tell your life story. Don't talk about stuff that isn't absolutely relevant to what you are trying to talk about with when it comes to the book topic. It has to be credentials that are relevant and right. You're not writing a CV. You're telling a story. Why are you this person? And this is where you're going to showcase previous times you've been in the media, important positions you've held, and thinking about why all of these things make you the ideal candidate. Is it that you've done, if you are writing a PhD, is it that you've done a PhD in this particular research area and now you want to be able to bring that research to more people? You've really got to show your expertise. You've got to shout about what you're good at from the rooftops really, really succinctly, but in a way that's going to make it sound as though nobody else could write this book as well as you can. If you have any particular people that you can link to who would be able to endorse the book, We'll come on to endorsements later. You can talk about the connections you might have to certain people because that always gets publishers excited. They want to know that you are somebody who's well known in the field, who has other people that will vouch for you. This needs to be a couple of sides of your proposal. Same with your overview. It's a couple of sides of A4. You're not, you're not spending it. You're not writing your autobiography here. Just keep it succinct. Keep it relevant. You then need to think about who the target audience is. The target audience is the next section of your proposal. And you've got to think about who is the most likely person to read your book, the book you're proposing. Okay, it's got to have a meaningful connection to this particular reader. I talk about the bullseye reader a lot. It's because this is the person you're going to be referencing in your book proposal. It's not the other people on the periphery of the dartboard who might find your book interesting, but it, it's actually not really for them. The bullseye reader is your ideal reader. Think about it like you have an ideal client when it comes to thinking about the services you offer in your business. This is the same thing. The ideal reader, what is their problem? How are you solving it with your book? Do not say the book is for everyone. Do not assume that there's going to be loads of people in all sorts of genres who are who are interested in all sorts of genres who are going to want to pick it up get absolutely clear on your bullseye reader who's the most likely person and then you will be able to speak to their particular problems that's why the market research that's why i always talk about getting to know the person you're trying to write for because this is a time when it becomes absolutely critical okay now you're going to think about market research the other books that are in your niche, your comparable titles. Now, this is important because you want to really demonstrate that you know your niche area and you know the books within it. You will find that agents will be approaching publishers by pitching your book, comparing it to other people on the shelf. And if 
there's an acquisitions meeting at a publishing house where they decide whether they're going to take on a particular book project. This will be where they refer to this research that you've done. You know, you need to think about if you're in the bookshop, who is next to you on the shelf? And it's really key. List about five or so, 10 maximum, but I would say five, six books that are absolutely in your niche area. And you don't always have to go for the big names and the big book titles. Yes, you can be similar if you're in the habit space to James Clear. You can be similar to, you know, Brené Brown if you're in the vulnerability and, you know, self-compassion space. But don't always think of people who are massive names. Think of your mid-list authors as well. And if you do your market research properly and you do it really well, you will know who those people are and reference those people as the, because the publisher wants to see you have a depth of knowledge and a breadth of knowledge. You need to know who's in your competition, in inverted commas, and where you fit into that. It could be here also a great idea is to think about what's commonly spoken about in your niche and how is your book sort of different to that? Because it could be that there's lots of people who've been writing on at a certain angle for a topic and how are you different? Um, you know, what's missing in the niche? How are you going to be filling that gap? Again, a couple of sites. The next section to think about is your marketing. It's really really important for publishers these days if they're taking on a debut author that they can see that you are aware of how you're going to be part of this marketing and promotion process you will not be given the budget and the promotion of the massive names it's just you won't be the majority of traditionally published authors and as we know self-published authors of course have to do the majority of the promotion and the marketing themselves. Publishers will not give you an unlimited budget for marketing and promotion. They will probably do obviously around the launch they will talk about it but it is up to you to continue the momentum. So you need to be able to in this book proposal share how you're going to do that. Do not just say how you hope to do it it's how you're going to do it. And you need to evidence this with facts. So this is where you're going to share the number of people you have on social media following you, the number of people on your email list, how you're going to be getting your audience to buy your book. It's so important. I can't stress enough. It's not the be all and end all, of course, but you will know if you are aware of the publishing world that people with massive followings often get publishers approaching them because they can see already that there are buyers ready and waiting for books. It doesn't always translate and I just want to say that as a caveat. There have been certain TikTokers who've been given book deals and they've flopped the books because just the audience like their short form video, they're not that fussed, thank you very much for reading a book. One great success is Dr. Julie Smith, who wrote Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? And that book skyrocketed. It was one of the best-selling non-fiction books of 2023. And that was off the back of the fact that she had a gazillion subscribers on TikTok, uh, sorry, followers on TikTok. And that did translate to book sales, but she was an anomaly. So, you know, bear that in mind. It is important to share numbers, but don't think that if you don't have 500,000 followers that you're not going to, you know, the publisher won't show any interest. They just want to know how you're going to use the, the followers you do have in a way to help buy more books. This is also the place to talk about endorsements. So again, I've had 
really interesting people writing books with me and they are linked to really interesting people in their niches. So if you know that you're going to get somebody really, really great to endorse the book, mention that now. Give a few names, talk about who's willing to talk about your book to their audiences and it will really do a world of good for people to see that you're a trusted name in the niche, but also that you've got other people who can do some of the legwork around promotion and marketing. And then one of the final sections, if not the final section of your book proposal is the chapter overview. Now this bit is the longest bit, okay? It can be up to 3000 words in length. So just bear that in mind that you're going to have to take the time to do this. And while the other sections are only a couple of pages, this is the bad boy that is going to take you a little bit of time. Now, if you are somebody who has already done a chapter overview, if you've already done a structural overview, like when people work with me, that's what I specialize in. It's helping people structure their books. If you've already done this, you are winning. If you haven't done it yet, that's okay. But this is going to be an integral part of the proposal, but also in the writing process. So like I say, you want to be talking about each chapter in turn and each chapter's overview slash summary, if you like, is usually between two and 400 words in length. So you've got these sort of sections and that each chapter you need to tell the publisher what each chapter is going to be about, but you have to do it succinctly. You can't waffle on. And again, that is quite challenging. So it just goes to show the publisher how the book is going to develop from the starting point to the end point. They want to see a journey. They want to see how your concept develops and unravels and ultimately concludes. So this is really important to get it right. Don't go into loads of detail because it's just, it's too much at this point. They just want a brief overview of each chapter. What's going to be in it? What are people going to learn? How's it going to help them? And then if you're including action steps and things like that, what are some of the action steps people are going to be able to take away? It is hard work, but it's so worth it because it really does make a difference to whether a publisher buys a concept or not. So think about the reader journey at this stage. How is the book? How are you showing the reader's journey in this chapter overview? And then finally, some publishers, and again, this is where criteria changes. Some publishers will want sample chapters. Other publishers don't ask for them. So you have to look at each publisher and their guidelines on their website and actually give them what they ask for. If they want sample chapters, choose some of the best writing you have. Do not send in, you know, the, the sort of, if the introduction is not done yet, don't send it in for the love of God. Send in the stuff that is showcases your best work because this is what's going to get you interest from publishers. Is the book a great idea? How does it in the, in the overview show them that it's going to become this really useful tool? And then thirdly, can you write and can you write reasonably well? So there you have it. A proposal is absolutely essential if you want the traditional publishing deal. It's not absolutely essential if you're self-publishing, but I really think it can help pull your ideas together and really consolidate it for you, the writer, which is so, so important. Please follow the submission guidelines the publisher set out. Publishing is a traditionally picky business. And if you don't follow the guidelines to the letter, your book probably won't even be considered. I know I say this, and part of that is because I have a fiction background and I know how picky they are when it comes to what you submit. But they put the guidelines there for a reason. So don't just blanket send out your book proposal 
without looking at what each publisher wants. Make a list of the publishers you're interested in, look at their guidelines and really make it very, very personal to each publisher and you will have so much more chance of success. I wish you luck if this is your journey because it's an exciting one, but it's also one that can take a lot of effort and energy. So just preserve that energy, be kind to yourself and enjoy it. If you enjoyed this episode, then please share it with people that might find it helpful, particularly if they're looking to write book proposals in the future or are interested in publishing deals. It's hopefully given you a flavor of what your book proposal should be and you can then get cracking on it. So good luck with it. If you want some support, you can book in a power hour with me so that I can help you make sure that your proposal sounds great and that you're on the right lines. And I'm right here to do that. So please do get in touch, stephcaswell.com, book in for a power hour and we can go through your proposal idea together. And until then, come and find me on Instagram, come and find me on LinkedIn and um, hopefully we can carry on getting to know each other on those platforms too. Until next time, happy writing.